always sunny in Phoenix. Just saying. Anyway, hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am a Randy Johnson fan, as you can see by my bird murderer shirt. This guy over here is Jesse Friedman, the one and only Thunderstick and vice mayor of this very thing we call PHNX. Uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. How you doing? You, yeah, we are fans are of you, Randy Johnson, but not of birds. But not of birds. Is basically we're, what we're, your shirt well, we're a fan of geese. Don't yes, forget that. Geese. We're big geese fans big on this geese podcast. Big geese advocates. Big yes. geese advocates. Uh, and we honestly both think that we should have just let the goose decide who won the AL uh, DS in this point, right? And who advances. Uh, we really had a rain delay yet again. Uh, I don't know why the weather on the East Coast can't get its shit together, but now here we are uh, prolonging the inevitable of the Guardians advancing to the next round, wow. right? Is that what we're, what are Guardians that is a hot account? take. That's a hot take. It's a hot take. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Because I think we both kind of have some feelings about this scheduling and how it ended up playing out in the worst possible way for Major League Baseball. It's not great. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Having to do this twice in, in one five-game series oh is God. is not a not a great outcome. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a mess for Major League Baseball to have to do this. I know uh, the Cleveland Guardians have been through uh, a lot. Uh, last night when they went back to their hotel, uh, said hotel was overbooked. And so they like <laughs> scattered throughout great. the city of New York City uh, <laughs> with, you know, different players winding up in different spots. It was yeah. it was not a great outcome for them. The other thing mm. is this does give the Yankees sort of a competitive advantage in this series and that sure. as opposed to um, as opposed to the starting pitcher that the Yankees were going to have in the game yesterday, whose name is currently eluding me for some reason. I'll think of it. Their <laughs> new starting pitcher is Nestor Cortez, who is yeah. an upgrade. Oh, it's Jamison Tyone. Jameson Tyone. That's, the, that's the name I was forgetting. So Jamison Tyone was going to start, um, but instead they get their all-star Nestor Cortez uh, starting this game, whereas, yeah, whereas the Cleveland Guardians uh, still have Aaron Savali. You could make a case that maybe they could have switched their starting pitcher as well to their game two starter, which was Shane Beaver. Uh, of course, Shane Bieber is is probably the best starter that the Cleveland Guardians have. Not to be confused with Justin Bieber. Not to be confused with Justin Bieber, Bob Costas. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a difficult situation with Shane Bieber where he's been through a lot from a health standpoint over the last couple of years. I think the Cleveland Guardians are are being very cautious with him. Um, and so they're not using Shane Bieber as a starter in this game. So the Yankees sort of get an upgrade in their starter, uh, whereas the Cleveland Guardians do not. So uh, not not a great look for Major League Baseball. And at the end of the day, I, I think this does give the Yankees a bit of an advantage. I think the biggest thing here is it was seemingly avoidable. Had they just scheduled game two the next day after game one, like every yeah. other series pretty much is gone. Right. Uh, I know that they do it for scheduling purposes, for TV purposes, for other things. But if you look at the way that this played out, had they just had game two, <laughs> the follow following game one on consecutive days, uh, this mess wouldn't be happening right now. They would have avoided the weather and everything uh, would have would have gone their way. It's like the baseball gods had to spite them for being greedy with the way that they scheduled uh, the ALDS. But uh, yeah. the other thing that we wanted to say, and I think Gabriel Ferrer brought it up in the comments, is how this, I mean, just imagine having tickets to game two and game five 
for this series and having this go the way that it did. Not only do you, you know, plan it accordingly that you're going to be available for that game, right? But then there's also the idea that that when they're rescheduling these games, they're rescheduling them to a completely different time. It's not even like they're scheduling yeah. them the next day at the same time. They're scheduling it for like a 1 p.m. start now. So you have to, you know, take time off work. And as Gabriel said, they're not refunding the fans who can't make the game. So it just it seems like a pretty terrible situation that is just being exasperated by bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah, bad decision exasperated by bad decisions. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's it's just, it, just, it just compounds on top it of just each compounds. other. But uh, it's it's one thing that we've talked about. Uh, the Guardians, of course, being a team that we are rooting for, a team that we uh, have converted our account to being a Stan account for. But there's a good reason for that. When there you is. look at the teams remaining in the playoffs, including the New York Yankees, there's quite the discrepancy between spending when you see the teams that are, are left and, and where they currently rank in Major League ba- Baseball for 2022. Uh, you have the number three, four, and five team currently left. Uh, Yankees possibly facing elimination. Uh, but right there, even there in the middle, the Astros kind of look reasonable at ninth at spending under $200 million. But you have the Yankees and the Phillies both spending over two and a half million dollars, $100 million, excuse me, two and a half million, $100 million. And, and I think the Phillies often... Uh, are, are left out of the conversation when we talk about teams it's spending true. a lot of money. Like yeah. that's kind of incredible to me that they are ranked fourth in all of baseball and spending, and they're a team that barely made it into the playoffs, and right now are kind of that that you know uh, underdog wild card that really shouldn't be based on their payroll. I don't want to say that the Phillies bought their way to the postseason, but they kind of bought they their way to the postseason. <laughs> it, is. it is, but at the same time, I mean, you know, at least they. Uh, They fought their way in. And again, it's not about, I guess, the money that's being spent there as much as it's about this format of the playoffs and the fact that they were able to get to this point after, you know, having the uh, microphones are just falling, Jacob, uh, (laughs) after after having the season that they had and barely making it it, it into the wild card. But, uh, of course, looking at that graphic again, it really is about the Guardians and the fact that they are in the position that they're in up against the Yankees. And they are ranked 28th in all of baseball with win payroll, right? I mean, it's yeah. that's something that should be encouraging to Arizona Diamondbacks fans that you you can do it without spending the money that teams like the Dodgers and Padres are spending. It's not it's not easy. It's obviously in this case, looking at the other teams, it's the exception more than the rule. But it should give some hope that the way that the Diamondbacks are building their future roster and doing it on, you know, uh, based on these young prospects that are coming up, trying to turn them into the future superstars, it they they might be on a similar track uh, as the Guardians. It's wild what the Guardians have done, honestly. Their roster is literally Jose Ramirez, who they signed to a big contract, which honestly was still not anywhere near what he probably could have gotten on the open market. He really seems to enjoy playing in Cleveland and wanted to stay there. Uh, seven years, $141 million. That's the deal for Jose Ramirez. Other than that, the Guardians are basically just a bunch of like pre-arb and arbitration guys. Right. Like it's all, there's so much homegrown talent in that organization. And yeah, it's almost impossible. As much as I want to say the Diamondbacks should do what the Guardians have done, it's almost impossible to do what the Guardians sure, have done sure. to, to like build a team that is that has this much talent 
um, where so much of it is just coming from within your organization or, you know, guys you've signed on the international market or, or whatnot. So uh, maybe it's just, you know, Oscar Gonzalez and, and the SpongeBob thing is, is kind of making making the train go in, yeah. in Cleveland. But uh, yeah, it's it's incredible what they've done. Um, and the fact that they are hanging with a team like the New York Yankees that literally spends about three times, more than three times, I believe what they've spent this season is is remarkable. Yep, absolutely. Uh, there's a request to give Faj an in- introduction. And I'm like, since when? What is that about? Like, when did we make this all about the producer? Uh, Jacob Franklin, everybody, he's here. I am. Glad to have you here, by I'm the way. I'm alive. You're always... It, I'm well. well. You're... you're you're very much alive. You're you're the the, the <laughs> lifeline of this whole studio. Let me tell you. But one of these days, I'm going to make a scene where the whole screen starts shaking. There's thunder and lightning, and I'm just going to come on the mic and take over the show completely as like God or Fage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same kind of thing. God, Fage. Yeah, right. Okay, I that's. <laughs> That's terrifying. I don't I don't look forward to that. But uh, Jacob is here. And of course, what are your thoughts on what the Guardians are doing? And uh, like Jesse said, obviously, the Diamondbacks can't have that. But uh, what do you, I mean, what do you maybe think? they could. It's maybe just, they could. But what do you think about them kind of leaning in that direction at this point? First of all, why does Jesse always have to be a hater? Like, that's, that's a great point. Like, not, that's a great, no, no, the D-backs can have whatever question. the D-backs want to have. Right. Right. Who are you to be the judge of Who? what the D-backs can or can't have? He's right. I'm not saying they can't. I'm uh, just saying like it's very, very sounded hard like a to can't do. to me. I mean, I'm with I'm with them on this one. I'm a realist. I feel Eric. like your negativity really weighs us all down. I'm Jesse, just it's the off season for the D-backs, so we're well, like, why are we trying to be real here? It's the power of positivity. Why are we trying to be real? It's power of positivity. <laughs> the the season just has too much realism in it already. Oh, that in the off season, just has to be a pie in the sky sort well, of a deal. Let me Makes tell you, sense. a top five farm system in the major leagues That's right. would tell you that they can have whatever they want. Right. Are they still a top five? A Madison Bumgarner contract would tell you they can't. <laughs> Jesse, point counterpoint. Is this a out debate? of the studio? <laughs> oh, yeah, see, he doesn't. You can't. You can't. You can't cast him out. I need him here. Uh, actually, you know what? You could fill in for Jesse. You, you can't. Uh, you okay. All right. All right. Uh, but uh, you know, if, even if he's not here, you can still read Jesse's wonderful writings on gophnx.com. So do that. Go over to gophnx.com. motioning for me to leave the studio. He right actually now, is. I'm not. I'm I mean, not it's wild. That. He's no. getting someone to. I'm They're here just for spewing false facts. I'm here for a They're reason. Spewing Bobby. false facts. He is. He is. He's here, but he doesn't spew false facts in his writing. His writing is the truth. And make sure to read that over at gophnx.com. <laughs> if you have an annual membership already, God bless you. If you don't, grab one. You'll get yourself a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, did Jesse just call the D-backs farm system mid? I think he did. I did uh, not. He, I and you guys it. are the ones Those who just who mouth. just made the claim uh, that I use false facts, <laughs> which then, in itself is a real. That's a heck of a phrase. <laughs> False facts. Uh, they're called lies in other circles, but whatever. Ah. Uh, if you're not interested in hearing his lies annually and just want to hear a month-to-month, get down on a month-to-month <laughs> subscription. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, that way you can see if you could tell if he's lying or not uh, and then read his articles. Of course, you got all the under, other wonderful lie. Uh, the, 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 they're false uh, facts on Suns, Coyotes, everyone else. Get that over at gophnx.com. Uh, also, if you uh, get yourself a membership, you'll get members-only access to our Discord, members-only access uh, to uh, certain events, as well as member-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, 
Uh, and, a, and a shout out, by the way, to our friends at Underdog Fantasy, uh, because they have been giving me an opportunity to get down on the fantasy play all season long. Uh, of course, I've bragged about my $1,000 win. I also had a $300 win the other day, betting just $5, Jesse. Wow. That's all you got to do. It's a, it's, it's, it's a higher or lower pick em. You throw down $5. You decide if you go higher or lower on certain things, especially here during the MLB postseason, uh, pitch counts, uh, scores, ho- home runs, hits, all that kind of stuff over at Underdog Fantasy. Uh more legs you add, the more money you have a chance to win. You can win a, a ridiculous amount of money over there. And here's the better part is if you sign up right now with co- promo code PHNX, you can receive a deposit match up to $100. Uh, that's promo code PHNX over at Underdog Fantasy. Get in on the action today. Uh, and again, yes, Jesse did call the farm system mid. Just confirm <laughs> that. Um, People are still mad about the Dodgers losing. So now it's kind of crossed over. Uh, We've seen some hot takes. We've seen some freezing cold takes. Uh, But it's brought up a topic we've discussed in the past about the length of the regular season. And I don't know. I guess like in this case, the importance of the regular season, right? But it's, it's, it's weird to me because this isn't something new. Right. Like that's the wildest thing. It's it's just it feels like just because a very popular team that has a lot of fans got bounced after having one of the best records in baseball, one of the best records in the National League. And I mean, it's sort of new, though. Right. Like, I mean, it's like not that long ago, the San Diego Padres wouldn't have been a playoff team. Well, they were yeah, the second you're, wild card. you're talking about them getting bounced by a wild card team like that. Right. Yeah. But it's what people wanted. Right. It's people wanted expanded playoffs. People wanted more teams in the playoffs. And the well, wildest, Major League Baseball wanted expanded. Playoffs. I wanted expanded. Playoffs. Major League Baseball wanted more money from expanded. Playoffs, That's fine. But this which is, does benefit the players. And it does benefit all of us because there's more teams in the playoffs. No lies. For teams like the time. Diamondbacks. That is. That is a good thing. It's a good thing, right? And now, obviously, like in going forward, you know, who knows if we're going to see this? Maybe they make changes to the schedule to tighten things up, uh, whatever the case may be. But what I will say is that this postseason has been fun. And the reason why is because of the fact that anybody can win once we get into the postseason, right? That's never been anything new. It's just... With, with the way baseball is laid out, with how many teams there are, with how many teams make the playoffs, it does kind of make the playoffs a little or, – or the regular season a little unimportant. As long as you get in, you have a chance, right? And there's not really that big of a benefit even to being a top seed. Yeah. I just think that it's funny that this is becoming like a thing now where really it, ever since they got rid of like divisional play and started doing interleague play and everybody playing each other more often – it really did drive down the importance of a regular season. The reason why 162 games mattered was because you played most of them against the other four teams in your division, and that decided who would come out of the division, right? Yeah. Um, But in looking at some of the hot takes, uh, Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats tweeted out, the funny part about playoff baseball is that a team can be 22 games better than another over six months of baseball and completely own them head-to-head, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's 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 it's like that in a lot of sports. I mean, to a degree. Right? I, mean, I mean, I I don't think that's true because like take the NBA, for instance, we don't really see the elite teams lose that often. Sure, right. Sure. It does happen, but it doesn't happen nearly as often as it does in Major League Baseball, because in 
And baseball is just different, right? Like the difference between the elite teams in baseball versus the not so elite teams in baseball is a lot smaller than in basketball, right? Yeah, so anybody truly can win any series at any time. Like Steph Curry is not going to get bounced by the Pelicans or whatever, right? Well, and just during the course of a season, how many times do we see a team that quote unquote shouldn't win the series win a series, right? Right. The the, uh, the the Pittsburgh Pirates go into New York and take two out of three from the Yankees, yeah. and we're kind of like, happens. oh, yeah, it happens, right? Like it's and not, Yankees it's fans that think the sky is falling when right. it does, probably. <laughs> right. No, without a doubt, right? <laughs> but, I mean, doesn't that make it more exciting, though? I mean, the one of the reasons why March Madness is so exciting is because any team can win. Yes, as you whittle things down and you get down in the tournament to, like, the – Elite Eight, the Final Four, and things like that, you do tend to see number one and number two seeds in there more often than like a 16 seed or whatever making it in. But the fact that they play one game and really any team can catch fire and, you know, do something big is what a tournament like that is all about. That's what makes it exciting, right? In baseball, you do have to be careful though, right? Like, Like if you were to let in, heck, let's use the Diamondbacks as an example. If you were to let the 74 and 88 Diamondbacks in the postseason... Like they could win a series, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not impossible they could and win a series. And completely disrupt the you yeah. know, order of the of what yeah. happens. And, and so how. there's a reason why in baseball you need the playoffs to be a little bit more exclusive because those kinds of things could happen, right? But, okay. Whereas like a subpar team in the NBA is not going to beat one of the top seats, this right? Is, you just know that that's, there's no way that's possibly going to happen. This is what Keith Olbermann had to say. He said, I like the Phils way more than the Braves. I've come to dislike the Dodgers, and Bob Melvin is a friend of mine. But if the NLCS is a third-place team that ended 11 out versus a team that ended 22 out, either the playoffs are screwed up or the season is just there to empty your wallet, right? I don't think I don't think the empty your wallet comment is necessarily the case or the plan, (laughs) but it might be where we're at now. Right. And I say that because, again, the 162 game season was there for a reason at one point. Now it's just there because that's how long it is, because we're used to it, because that's. What a baseball season is, right? It's 162 You're going to go on your rant about shortening. I'm not. I'm just saying, though, like, it's not even a matter of... Derek thinks that people will like baseball more if they only play, like, 120 games. Why? why, Let me ask you this. Why do most people lose interest during the course of a baseball season? Because of how long it is? Because of how many games played Because of how long individual games are. No, bullshit. Because if you go watch a baseball game, you're going to be there for three hours and ten minutes and people don't like that. Not because of the number of games that they play. Nah, man. People went and watched Batman, the Batman. That was three hours long almost. That's fucking a baseball game right Right, right. But you're you're just making my point. I am not making my point. That is an individual. Like Batman (laughs) is more analogous to an individual baseball game that's too long. Not not no, not no. an entire season no. of baseball games, right? The problem isn't that we're playing too many of them. Gabriel in, in the comments says the NBA is 82 games, and everyone says the regular season doesn't matter, even with the within an 82 game season, right? True. Here's the thing: is that we've just again, it's not that oh people are going to like it more or whatever. I just think people would be more interested in it if it was shorter. You know what I mean? If it wasn't how, how short, what, what what number what number do you have in your head? You could shave off forty two fucking games, Jesse, and people wouldn't miss it. They wouldn't blink an eye. One hundred twenty games. I'm not saying they would. Sixty game first half. I'm not 60 saying that. Second half. I don't think one hundred twenty games is like a way worse product or anything. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you if you bring the season from one hundred sixty two games down to one hundred twenty, 
You're not going to suddenly like pick up all these millennials who didn't have interest in baseball. Suddenly they're going to be so captivated by it because there's only 120 of them instead of 162. Fucking that. And then the robot umps. And when I say robot umps, I've already told Uh, you the ones with the laser cannons on their shoulder, real robots, not a camera. I want a real robot. That I buy into. If they had that, then people would have, yeah, all all the millennials. Can you imagine if the Major League Baseball? Like, okay. And then, like, if you argue with him, then he fights you. You don't want to fight a robot. (laughs) Come on. Like, there's no person there to get injured except the player and they're taking they're choosing that battle by <laughs> arguing with the robot we'll give him a weapon it'll be fine he can keep the bat he can keep the bat uh but yeah no i mean part of this is funny for me is because i feel like people are just really mad about the padres and the phillies yeah. being in the position they're in and that's crazy to me like that to me is not yeah. the problem with the postseason or the regular season that's the excitement and fun of a team catching fire as jesse said uh have the Padres been a sleeping giant all year long? I mean, yes, they finished 22 games out from the Dodgers, but the Dodgers had an incredible season, and they finished fucking 22 games yeah. in front of most just, teams in baseball. I've just always felt that the Padres roster just was, had way more talent than what their record really showed throughout the year. I agree, um, especially once they acquired Juan Soto, right? Yeah, I mean, once that, they got Juan Soto, it was that. like, okay, I mean— what more, like what other aspect of this team could possibly right. be we knew improved? They had, they, we knew they had great starting pitching. We knew yeah, the starting was pitching solid. was never Then a they question. traded for Josh Hader, which yeah. seemed like the only crazy, like that That seemed gluttonous. That seemed like, yeah. like unnecessarily It was like, selfish. okay, we get it, A.J. Preller. Like, yeah, right. You want everything. Like you want everything that is available on the market to be yours. But let me ask you this, though. It, like, it moves like that end up putting the team where they're at because they solidified their bullpen in a way that here against the Dodgers, that exact man that they unnecessarily traded for came into the game against the heart of the order and fucking knocked it out and, yeah. you know, closed the game and they won, right, after coming back. Uh, I just... I don't know who to cheer for here. I feel like I can't cheer for the Padres, even though I kind of have been cheering for the Padres. I think a lot of Diamondbacks fans have kind of been like vicariously living through Padres fans. We had, we had a last tweet week sent to us that said we could jump on the bandwagon. I did not like that. I don't like being <laughs> tweeted to told I could jump on the Padres bandwagon. But against the Dodgers, of course, every yeah, Diamondbacks yeah, fan always, is going to always. is going to support the Padres. Once once we get to the next round, yeah, you know, things get a little difficult. Padres I, or Phillies is is pretty tough. I did enjoy the cheesesteaks in Philly, so I might have to uh, <laughs> I might have to pick up on that. But uh, here's the thing: is uh, Thundersticks hunch here is that that very same Juan Soto is going to have himself a big NLCS. I I have a feeling that, and how do you know this, Derek? It's just, I've, I'm, I've been just, talking to you. I keep notes. <laughs> I, I, I know what you say. I keep, keep, all, Derek I keep just, all your text messages. Derek just stares in my soul and can just tell that I think Juan Soto is going to have a big NLCS. And he's absolutely right. I yeah. do think that Juan Soto is going to have a big NLCS. He wasn't that great in the Dodgers series, honestly. Uh, Trent Christian wasn't great. Jake Cronenworth had some big hits. Manny Machado had some big hits. Juan Soto wasn't really the story uh, in any of these games between the Dodgers and the Padres. He did have a big hit um, in game four that, that sealed the deal, a big RBI single. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen Juan Soto fully break out with the San Diego Padres, right? It's sort of been a storyline since that trade happened initially. Juan Soto with with the Padres has been hitting around 240, you know, and, and he has a good on-base percentage. He always does because he walks a ton. Uh, but some of the power numbers that we saw from him with the Nationals just haven't been there since uh, since coming over to San Diego. I think he might be starting to get a little bit more comfortable now that he's realizing like, hey, I'm part of a baseball team that just beat 
the freaking Los Angeles Dodgers after they won 111 regular season games. Yeah. Like, let's do this. You know, I, I think the fact that he didn't have to be the guy in that series, I think might instill a little bit more confidence just knowing that not everything rests on his shoulders. Yeah. Maybe there was a little bit of pressure when he first came over to San Diego that, you know, I have to be the savior of this team. There's I have a, to do everything myself. There's a lot of pressure. His trade, that transaction was the biggest news in baseball, right? Yeah. And you're right. You come over and there's a there's a high expectation for you to perform. Not to mention the fact that you've already felt that pressure on your shoulders for like the last two years with the Washington Nationals. So yeah. it just comes down to now you being on a team where you aren't necessarily the guy. You are a top guy. You are one of the best players on the team, but it doesn't rely on you. So that that lack of pressure, that lack of, you know, overthinking things or maybe trying too hard might lead yeah. to that success. But He's just so good. I mean, Juan Soto is just so good. Juan Soto and you know the moment that he just kind of gets comfortable and maybe gets his confidence back a little bit. I think it's kind of been floundering for him over the last few months. He's going to be Juan Soto again. Like and that's terrifying. It's only a matter of time. And it's, it is absolutely terrifying. terrifying. It's terrifying yes. to think of that team being a, <laughs> a long-term team with not only Juan Soto, yeah. you know, being being his, his old self. But, you know, still just imagine being Fernando Tatis right now. Right. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. gets to watch all of this from the sidelines, knowing that the reason why he's there is because of the dumbass mistakes he's made uh, multiple times, not just one multiple. Mistakes, I mean, it's right? kind of obviously the circumstances were different, but it reminds me of the Braves last year where they they won the World Series without Ronald Acuna. Yeah. who was supposed to be like the best player. Like, on their team yeah, possibly the, yeah. the best player on their team. And he was just kind of sitting on the sidelines. It is terrifying, though, to think of how good the Padres would be. If, if he's Fernando back, Tati, oh my and when gosh. he's back, he next should be. Year? Apparently, he just had another surgery. He just had uh, a wrist surgery that I don't think was originally part of the plan. Um, but yeah, apparently, he's supposed to be ready for opening oh day God. of next year. A lineup with Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, and Manny Machado is utterly horrifying. But is, um, he, is he is he allowed to play on opening day? I how guess many, that's how a many, good point. Yeah, how many days is he suspended for? Because that carries into next yeah, year no, as well. Yeah, no, that's absolutely a good point. Doesn't yeah. matter. He'll be back at some point. He'll, he'll be, be back at some rested. point. Oh, no, yeah. he'll find a way to not and be he'll back. Have all of his injuries healed. And he'll find a way to not Jacob be back. Jacob says he'll find, he'll find a way to not he gonna find a way. He's going to find a way. <laughs> Let's hope. And no, that's a great that, point. He won't, yeah, he won't be back for opening day. Thanks for reminding me of that. But, um, but he's going to be back eventually, theoretically, because he's signed an absurdly long contract with the San Diego Padres. He's going to be a Padre again and, and show what he can do on the field again at some Gabe, point. Gabriel Ferrer gives us our only hope, and he says at least the Padres are losing half their pitching staff next year. You know that they're just going to upgrade. That's all that's going to happen. They're just going to get better somehow. But, uh, of course, for Fernando Tatis Jr., not only missing this amazing postseason run, uh, but most of the season and definitely opening day next year, he gets our OGs performance to forget <laughs> shout out to fernando tatis jr for getting our performance to forget without even playing in the playoffs but i think he deserves it uh and definitely he would probably like to get down on some ogs so he too can forget what he has done and how this season has gone <laughs> uh and honestly uh, he can get his best night's sleep with the ogs sleep edition gummy we've been talking about it they launched it the few months ago it's been incredible ever since i'm telling you guys i uh sleep better than i ever have uh you won't want to sleep on these or you will that's the joke uh, of course right now get the sleep edition gummy it's a two to one thc to cbn uh ratio uh the cbn being a compound that helps you not only fall asleep but stay asleep. Both of those things are things I 
have a terrible problem with. Uh, and this Sleep Edition gummy helps me with that. And it's also delicious, uh, flavored Aquaberry. Uh, we highly recommend you check out not only the Sleep Edition gummy, but the entire line of products that OG's has to offer at your local dispensary, wherever you get your edibles. It's Arizona's top-selling edible. And, of course, they're all about flavoring life with their different variety of doses, strains, everything they have to offer over at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. Uh, must be 21 years or older to purchase. And speaking of being 21 years or older, make sure you, you you get this time. You don't have a lot of time. It's spoopy season. We love spoopy season. We love going out, getting down on the haunted houses. And there's no better haunted house uh, to do that at than one that you can drink a beer while walking through it. Get down to the A Street Pub for Peaks Brewing Company and check out their haunted brewery tours. It made Saul run like a small child. Uh, and you can do that too, Monday through Wednesday, uh, two tours per night. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer, but not to go to the A Street Pub. So make sure to check out their website for more information on that. Uh, and if you don't get a chance to go out there, grab their beers wherever you get your beers and enjoy responsibly. Uh, Jesse, there's uh, Arizona Fall League. Okay, can we? I, I want to talk about the Arizona Wait. Fall League, but can I go on like a quick rant first about what we were talking about earlier? I absolutely Am I allowed not. to do that? No, we are, uh, that's, we're out of time for that. Okay, we, well, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, my God, so, he's hijacking the show. <laughs> I'm absolutely hijacking the show. So I talked about earlier how, like, there's a reason the Major League Baseball needs to keep the playoffs fairly exclusive because we do see, like, if the D-backs were in the playoffs, which I think we can all agree, they probably shouldn't be, right? right. Um, if the D-backs were in the – oh, my gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> if the Diamondbacks were in the postseason, they would have a shot to win – a series against a very good team, right? So there's a reason that you have to go through the process of making the MLB postseason a little bit more exclusive, right? You can't just let any team in there. Otherwise, you are going to have a 162-game season that means nothing. And, and I do think that there's some value in, in preserving the weight of what that season means. On the flip side, Derek, and this is, this is a, a really good point that J.J. Cooper over at Baseball America made. Uh, with an article that he wrote yesterday, which I think is is a very, very important to factor into all of this. If you have a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers going into the playoffs after winning 111 games and you set up the playoffs so that they have an easy path to winning, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what a lot of people want. A lot of people are saying the Dodgers, right? The Mets, the Braves, these teams that won 100 or more games that got bounced in the playoffs, uh, you know, because of a three game or a five game series, it, it seems like it's just so easy for these teams to get bounced. The flip side is that Major League Baseball has a big problem, right? Major League Baseball has some teams that spend three times as much on their rosters as other teams, right? Mm -hmm. And so the only way to bring everything into balance is in the playoffs to make it so that those teams that spend $300 million can get bounced in a three-game series or a five-game series or whatever it is, right? And there are still systems in place, like the Dodgers got a first-round bye, right? It wasn't like they didn't have any advantages. It was a five-game series, not a three-game series that bounced the Dodgers. But you absolutely have to have this if you're Major League Baseball. You have to make it so that teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers can get bounced in the playoffs without anything super crazy happening, right? <laughs> Jacob's just making the camera go closer and closer and closer. And I'm just going to keep saying that this is what Major League Baseball has always needed to happen, right? Major League Baseball absolutely needs it to be the case that in the postseason, teams that spend absurdly on their rosters and win 100 or more games year after year like the Los Angeles Dodgers do, you need to put those teams in a spot where they can lose it in a five-game series, right? It's the only way to keep things interesting for other teams in the league. 
Did you so, just agree with me that whole time? Was that what that whole thing was yeah, about? Yeah, see, I felt like I felt like the way we had the initial conversation, I was just like disagreeing with everything you said. Yeah. When I really do agree with yeah. a lot of what you All said. Right. I just you. needed to temper it with the fact that you also need to make sure the playoffs are somewhat exclusive. No, and you I can't have it. any team in there. I, I mean, you and I had the discussion about 12 teams or 14 teams before this season, and we felt like 14 was the point where you Tip it. I think 14 is too it's much. too many. Yeah, right? 14 is too and much. And 12 is probably right there, right? Yeah, 12 is as high as I would go. I would keep it as it is, and I would be I would be overjoyed, as we are right now, when teams like the Phillies and teams like the San Diego Padres overcome the odds and, and beat teams that were ranked higher than them, right? Te- teams that, I guess, for the Phillies and the Padres, they both spent a lot, so they're not the best examples no, of this. No, not at all. Not at all. But, <laughs> but, but what they are is a lower seed. They're yeah. a lower seed, right? right? The Brewers could have made it in over the Phillies. Hell, the Giants, they spent a lot of money, but there's still not nearly as much money as the Phillies. Right. There were several teams that were right there in the wild card hunt up until the last two weeks of the season that could have made it instead of the Phillies or even made it instead of the Padres, right? So right. that's what's beautiful is, yes, they didn't quite make it but teams like the diamondbacks teams like certain you know certain other teams they feel like they're on the cusp of being able to do that should they be able to make that extra step and make it into the playoffs then anything is possible and like you said this year the way it was structured i just don't the only disadvantage was the one that we discussed which is is it actually an advantage to have a layoff versus playing baseball Right, yeah, which is a very valid question. That's the only thing is, is it an actual advantage for the teams that are, you know, the top seed to have that three day, four day, five day layoff while they're waiting for those that wild card round to to, you know, to finish up? Yes. To most people. Yes. After you play 162 games, having some rest and being able to reset your starting rotation is should absolutely be an advantage. But this is fucking baseball and baseball is so weird because of these kind of things, like the idea of putting your mindset into that daily grind and going out there and not really having that day off can make you a better hitter, can make you a better pitcher, can make you a better defender because you're just kind of in that habitual mode where you yeah. are just doing the things. And I kind of brushed that off early. I remember you were making this case and I was like, eh, I don't know if I really buy that teams, you know, teams that weren't playing for a few days or had a few days off were you know, coming out flat because of it. We've but just, the we results just, say maybe there really right. was something there. And we've seen it in the past, not with not to this degree, but in cases where one team sweeps another team and the other the team they're facing goes to seven games. Right. And, they're just and there might be waiting. a delay or there might be an extra, you know, however many days yeah. because of a because of travel and other things like that that cause us to get to this point where a team just has a long layoff unnecessarily and you don't know how it impacts that team in baseball. Right. Um but with that being said, uh we aren't about Major League Baseball anymore, even though we talked about it this whole episode. (laughs) We're all about Arizona Fall League because it's always sunny in Phoenix. And we are your fall guys. Uh, So, of course, since we went out and visited our friends, uh, the Salt River Rafters, they are four and one in their last five games after not winning a game all year long. You're welcome. You're welcome, Jordan Lawler, uh, who continues to have a monster uh, fall league currently hitting 300 uh, op- uh, on base percentage of 488 slugging 600 with an OPS of 1.088. That's wild. Two home runs, but he's doing it mostly with getting on base a lot. He's been on base a lot. As we talked about, we've seen him walk a lot. We've seen him get hit by pitches. Uh, he's just a guy that gets on base and tends to make things happen, but yeah. he's also come up very big for this team in critical situations. And it's just been fun. It's been fun to watch. Uh, again, there's, there's still a lot He's still a work in progress. You know, you're going to go out there and see probably some defensive mistakes or maybe even some, you know, uh, 
some growing pains, but yeah, again, we have, that's, we that's have what, seen that. <laughs> we, that's what these reps are all about. And I, I think we've said that before, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And they are playing tonight at 635 and we're going to be out there. So if you guys want to head out to an Arizona, I mean, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Like, does that mean that we're going to reverse like the no, the good no. we're gonna mojo. No, we, we okay. We empower them. It's like we empower uh, them. It's like Earth's yellow sun to, to Superman, right? Like it it makes them stronger. Like us being the closer we are to the Raptors, the more powerful they are. The closer they yeah. are to God. The closer they are to God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but of course, uh, he's not the only prospect that's out there. There's a couple of other guys that have been having a pretty good yeah. fall league uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks organization uh, on the Salt River Raptors. Yeah, um, I mean, Jordan Lawler is definitely stuck out, I think, like far above everyone else who's been out there, which is sort of what we maybe expected. Sure. I mean, Jordan Lawler is an absolute stud. He's the number 13 ranked prospect in all of baseball mm-hmm. for a reason uh, by MLB Pipeline. Um, but yeah, other guys have looked good. Kyle Backus, I've Kyle been Backus, really impressed with. Kyle Backus, 2.08 ERA, right? And I mean, it's only four and a third innings pitch, but uh, he's he's come out strong. And I, I think... Even when we've seen him getting a little bit of uh, trouble, he's been strong about getting out of jam. So um, yeah, it's, it's good to see a, a Statcast like is Statcast is convinced that his sinker is a changeup, um, <laughs> which still irritates me. It's like if he throws Statcast it, if he throws it at like ninety-one miles an hour or harder, then it identifies it as as a sinker. But if it's anything below ninety-one, then Statcast says it's a changeup. So don't be fooled <laughs> if you're using uh, Game Day or whatever to track volley games. Isn't that kind of pitches actually are though? <laughs> like sometimes pitches are depending on what they do. Like yeah, you might want it to be a slider, but if it's not sliding, is it a slider? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I guess that's fair. I guess it's the pitch grip, you know. But you're, you're saying. saying that like if I were to they'd throw, all be changeups. If I yeah, if they'd I would, all be change ups. <laughs> they probably would all be changeups. Yeah. That's just um, the way that works. And they wouldn't move at all. Maybe other even Ephus pitches. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I asked you the other day how hard you could throw, and you didn't really have a good answer for me. I don't know. I'm I still no kind of curious how hard. I that... would guess 60 miles an hour. I would guess faster than that. I think he could throw. I think, you think most, 70? most like adults in, in like decent shape can probably throw like 65. In decent shape? Yeah. You're in decent shape. I, I I feel like I'm in above average shape. Am I not? Okay, okay. So by Am decent, I by Jacob? decent, I mean solid. Gosh. By decent, I mean good. Do we kick him off now? Oh my yeah, god! I mean, I'm fucking down now. I mean, <laughs> shit. Speaking of Ephus pitches, by the way, Zach Granke was just a regular dad. By the way, during the postseason, came across this little gem of Zach Granke. Uh, this is from his wife Emily. Uh, who said, first MLB game in the stands for this guy. Had the best time taking the boys to Seattle to cheer our friends on for a long 18 innings game. So they were there for that doubleheader that wasn't really a doubleheader. But it's my it's this part that's, that everybody's delighted about. Only Zach could fly under the radar with his fishing hat and Bass Pro sweatshirt all day. <laughs> P.S. Our love for our best friends does not change the love we will always have for our Astros friends too. Uh, yes, Zach Granke there in the big hat and the bat. Nobody's guessing that Zach Granke. How do you he, not? No, 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 no. How do you not recognize Zach Granke at a baseball? If know. you're going to a playoff game, you at least like baseball somewhat, right? Yeah. Like a lot of those. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people that. at playoff games, I feel like really like baseball. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like a regular season game, you'll probably catch some people that are like, I'm just here for the drinks. But this is in Seattle where he's never played. Sure. Right? 
But so it's you think Astros. people might not it's recognize the, him. People would have recognized him in Houston. It was the Astros. Yeah, people probably would have. I'm not saying that not. I'm just saying oh, Zach Greinke is an incredible human being. The problem is, is that when you see someone that looks like a famous person, you think you're the crazy person. You're like, is that? Nah, there's no way Zach Greinke would be sitting in what? Row 19 of section what? G? No way. This guy wouldn't be just here in a Bass Pro Fishing. You overthink it. You head ass it. That's the problem. You do that all the time. And then you have stuff like the LA Kings doing the comparison game that they did the other day where they're comparing people in the stadium to Dodgers players and then they compared uh, Altuve yeah. to a trash can. <laughs> that really backfired on them, by the way. That's hilarious. Maybe you should worry Could about you imagine? Maybe, maybe you worry about the Padres first before you worry about you know, the Astros. You know how they do like celebrity shout outs like on the big screen oh yeah yeah could you imagine they just how, out there? how horrified zach Greinke <laughs> would be what up, zach Greinke? <laughs> he shows stands. up in his like little dad hat and everything oh, and I hope they uh that to him next time that would be keep that a, would be pretty mean keep an eye out that for zach Greinke at all times you never know when he could be the guy sitting next to you on a bus uh of course we thank our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for making this show possible. And if you are a new customer to DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it now. Use our code of PHNX. Bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And should they win, you will get an additional $200 in free bets on top of your winnings. But if that's not enough, you can also do a stepped-up same-game parlay. The more legs you add, the more money you win. And on the stepped-up same-game parlay, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. No reason to go anywhere else besides the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Same-game parlays are available once per game day all season long. Uh, and it's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code of PHNX and get yourself some free bets minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and i bet zach cranky bought his tickets on game time you know oh i'm sure he does he wasn't Absolutely. it wasn't it wasn't a houston astros game i'm sure he doesn't have the flex to get tickets for free at no. every park right no. especially when he goes up to the counter dressed like that like they're not even going to believe that that's actually if you zach if you've made as much money in your career as zach cranky does you can't get free tickets. No, you like, can't. That's just, no, you don't. Not do you that. absolutely don't. So you buy your tickets on game time. You get 60% off. Do what Zach Granke does. Do that. Uh, do what we do because it's the best way to buy tickets uh, for procrastinating to events. Again, I tell you guys, uh, I double, triple booked myself. November 12th, I have to be the commissioner at a wrestling show and then also go see Elton John, right? That's a huge mistake that I made on my part. <laughs> I have no choice but to do both of those things in one night. Had I known, Elton John has two nights. I could have gotten tickets for the other night. You wait till the last minute. You can make these decisions. Save up to 60%. I'll see you guys at Chase Field, by the way, for Elton John. That was my way of saying that. Um, but, <laughs> of course, make sure if you go to that show, buy your tickets last minute on Game Six Time. Bucks, bro. Uh, the best way to support us is by bearing, <laughs> buying your tickets through the link in the description. And by bearing below. your tickets. Bearing your tickets. <laughs> you guys, see, it's, this is what happens when I drink coffee and not a beer. It's on my mind. I can't wait to get done with this show so I can go have my hot not IPA. Uh, what did you have to say over there, Fodge? It's Sick Flex, bro. Thanks. Thanks. Pipe down over there, all right? I've had <laughs> enough out of you. Uh, anyway, we thank you guys for being here, of course. I thank Fodge for everything he does for us, of course. Uh, and Jesse needs to get the hell out of here. But in the meantime, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. You just want to do this tomorrow by yourself? Is that is that what you're saying? I mean, I can't. I, like, I wouldn't be by myself because I have Fodge. He's always here. He's always no, watching you're like dissing me. Fodge now, too. Well, We're just both going to leave I just told him to tomorrow. pipe down. That's a little different than telling you to get out. But. Should we okay. let him end the show by himself, Jesse? Should I, I think, even I think. fucking give you guys a, like, a shout-out here at the end or what? No. Should I not? I'm okay.
Go. You better Tram, tell. Yeah. You better tell people how to follow me on I'll, Twitter. Fine. So I, I'm a cap underscore K. And me. He's a Jesse and Friedman. That guy's a Jacob underscore Franklin four. Got it. Yeah. But all roads lead to at phnx underscore dbacks and. Uh, at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm I'm thrilled that I finally remembered his Twitter handle. Uh, of course, uh, we thank you guys for joining us. On behalf of Faj, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when Zach Granke is hiding in the crowd like Where's Waldo? <laughs>